The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Caddy. I'm afraid of our tag. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is not here. He's dealing with a personal matter. But if you want, you could listen to me and and um, Chris and I going on and on and on about offensive free agents for one hour and 45 minutes. Are you aware, Simon, that we did one hour and 45 minutes? Cross, you need to get out more. <laughs> we did one hour and 45 minutes. We covered, I counted them, nine offensive line uh, free agent prospects. <laughs> nine. And we finally settled on sending a pick to Green Bay for Josh Nyman. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, he's a good player. And I think he can, as he proved uh, over the last couple of years, you can put him in at left tackle. He filled in really well for for Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, played the majority of the season 2021-22 at left tackle there. So, yeah, he's a good player. Also intrigued by Terrence Steele. Um, they put a tender on him for, two, for a second-round pick. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. He's one of the best right tackles in football. He is coming off of an ACL. Uh, your quick thoughts on him. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid player. Um, my concern with giving up picks for players is that, you know, there are players in free agency, Juwan Taylor, Caleb McGarry, McGlinchey. I'm not a massive McGlinchey fan, but there are players that can play at right tackle, Andrew Wiley, uh, Pip, Trey Pickens, who can play at right tackle in this league. And I kind of feel like, look, how much better is a Terrence Steele if you're giving up a second round pick and the cash for mm -hmm. a guy that, you know, you can you can just sign for the cash in free agency, if you feel what I mean. All right. Well, uh, as always, this show is brought to you by Price Picks. Use promo code 5FIVE. You deposit $100, you get $100 as a match bonus. It's a one-time rollover, which means essentially they're giving you $100 for free. And, of course, betteredge.com slash five reasons. Go there, the number five reasons, and you get $25 just for signing up. All right. Dolphins are being currently tied to Draymond Jones. Now, I don't understand how this is going to work because either the Dolphins want to have the most expensive defensive line allotment in the history of the sport in a year or two, or they're going to have to move Ogba because where are they going to get the money for him? I think he's going to be really, really good. I, I, good, go, good going forward. He's 26 years old. He's a Vic Fangio favorite, really good player, but I think he's going to be kind of expensive. Uh, your thoughts on this 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I wouldn't that's... say it's a it's a thunderous, you know, rumor. Like it's not really noisy, but it's out there. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, Tom Pelissaro tweeted today that Jones is getting eighteen million per year, uh, and that that is absolutely not going to happen with the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, I I I just can't see that. That to me is an absolute non-starter right from the get-go. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with you too. Uh, he's essentially Emmanuel Ogba, but younger. Uh, possibly better. I, um, I don't really understand this um obsession with Miami fans to get rid of Emmanuel Ogba. Yeah, really good player, and like it, it seems like these sort of internet virgins who like to hang around on Twitter and be like, "Oh, Ogba's not very good." <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a legit eight, nine, ten sack knockdowns, plays the run as well as anybody in you know on our defensive line. I, I I just don't really understand it. It's like let's trade Ogba for a third round, let's trade Ogba for a first round. It's just like. I don't understand it. Yeah, change the cap number, bring the, you know, restructure the contract, bring the cap number down. But, you know, please, we need rotation on that defensive line. Big Banjo loves defensive line rotation. The Philadelphia Eagles had the best defensive line in football and played nine and 10 players, minimum of 13 snaps per game each week last year. You know, do you expect that Jalen Phillips and, and Bradley Chubb are going to play every single snap, especially with Andrew Van Gogh, a free agent as well? I mean, come on. Can we be serious for a minute? It's, um, you know, these kind of, you know, Twitter virgins who like to play Madden. It's just like, you know, this is not a reality. So, you know. <laughs> well, one of those Twitter virgins could be uh, Ben Albright, who says that Miami would be all over Draymond Jones because he's a Vic Fangio uh, favorite. But... Cool. But Miami doesn't have 18 million per year to spend on Draymond Jones. So, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's, let's put that one to bed. But... There's a few guys, like, look, I think that they're short a player on the rotation, especially considering that Andrew Van Ginkle might be elsewhere. Uh, I kind of like a couple of favorites. I'll tell you, tell me what you think about a couple of these guys. And then you could, you know, interject your own. You know, I kind of like, you know, why not an Arden Key who, yes, he had had a rough go of it in, in Oakland, but, well, Las Vegas at the time. But he's had a couple of nice seasons in Jacksonville. I think he's a useful player. And what about, you know, Shaq Lawson? He's out there once again, really cheap, was effective for us once. He's a good, strong five-tech, which is probably what they would want or need because they got plenty of outside guys. They got plenty of edge players. Uh, I say something like a Shaq Lawson and bringing back Melvin Ingram, call it a day on the defensive line. You agree? Um, I mean, I'm not a massive Shaq Lawson fan. Okay. I think something like Ogbo or Karonquo of the Texans or Charles Amenahu of the 49ers, I liked coming out. I think he was okay with the Texans. He's been solid with the 49ers. You know, someone like Samson Ekubam of the 49ers, I think he's, uh, you know, was good with the Rams, played well with the 49ers. I'm, you know, I think I'd be looking in that direction. Look, I wouldn't also, I also wouldn't be surprised if they re-sign Andrew Van Ginkle and re-sign Melvin Ingram. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think that's beyond the realms of <clears throat> beyond the realms of possibility. I actually think they might be looking for an inside guy, depending on what they do with with John Jenkins. You know, you throw up somewhere like you know Greg Gaines is a good player. You know, Greg Gaines of the Rams. I don't think he had a down year last year. Did pretty much every single player with the Rams, but actually, he's a good pass rusher. He holds up well against the against the. Uh, against the run that to me is a sort of a guy that you know you might be looking at in terms of a you know a big old unit inside who can move some people around someone like an a sean robinson or you know i i, I just don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just they stuck with what they know van ginkel's not going to be expensive you know and i think you just want to 
you know, it's not like Van Ginkel's going to go on the first day of free agency either. I think you just, you know, you, you play your cards, you see where the, the, the cards fall. There's good players. There's good players at, you know, Edge. There's good players at DT. You know, you go, you know, from the top down, Hargrave and Jones and Zach Allen's a good player and Dalvin Tomlinson and Onya Mata and Aishon Robinson and Fletcher Cox and Rankins and Ogan Joby and then the Edge, you know, Marcus Davenport and Ngakwe and Yannick Ngakwe looking for his 15th team in three years and yeah, you know, Justin Houston and <laughs> Clowney, and you know there are a guy Brandon Graham. You know, there's guys out there that I think you know can absolutely. Yeah, as one year stop gaps, absolutely. Uh, I'll give you one a defensive tackle that I think is a is a longer term fix and an insurance policy for Zach Sealer. Not that he's Zach Sealer, but I like him as a player. Kellen Saunders is a free agent. Spotrack has him as average annual salary projected six point four million. They got his market value at two years twelve point eight million. That's an that's a pretty nice insurance policy for possibly losing Zach Sealer a year down the the road. You agree? Do you like the player, by the way, Kellen Saunders? I mean, I, to be honest, mate, I haven't seen enough of him to to have a you know a faithful opinion on him. But uh, I think that I think they'll get a deal done with with Sealer. I don't think you know, and I, I I think once they get the deal done with Wilkins, the extension, I think that will free them up. I think to do some bits and pieces. Um, you know, with with a Zach Sealer. Um, so, like I said, I think that it will be kind of as you were. I think that, you know, you have to look at a guy. If you're going to look at a guy to bring in, you know, somebody like, a, a you know, an Akeem Hicks who can just hold up, be a rotational defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Guys like that, I think, would be a, a, a far more... Um, are far more useful, I think, in terms of that rotation. And obviously, Fangio knows that that kind of guy. You know, what about someone like Dante Fowler? You know, Fangio, again, knew him in Chicago. Um, I think it just depends on what you're after. Are you after a, you know, are you after a guy that, are you after a guy that's really going to be an oak in the middle in terms, because we don't really have that. We, You know, John Jenkins is sort of that. Raekwon Davis is sort of that. But do you have that massive kind of, you know, the absolutely clogger of a defensive tackle and you know that then brings you back to looking at you know the the, the kid the the Baylor kid in the draft um you know so I think if they go anywhere it wouldn't surprise me if they're looking at a big you know they re-sign what they have and Van Ginkle Melvin Ingram and then they bring in a big guy like a, you know maybe it is a Greg Gaines but somebody who's got some some absolute sand in their pants that can you know play defensive tackle I think they're going to use, you know, they're going to use multiple ways to get to the quarterback. It's not a team that blitzes. And look, if you've got, you've got Bradley Chubb, you've got Jalen Phillips, you've got, um, you've got Emmanuel Ogba, you know, Van Ginkle, Ingram, Wilkins, Sealer. These are guys that can all get to the, can all get to the quarterback. And then you throw in, you know, if, if Baker is still here, you know, off the edge, Brandon Jones is coming back. It's a great blitzer. Javon Holland's a great blitzer. So look, I think there's ways and means of getting to the quarterback and, we talked about it so much. Getting home with four was so key for the reason why we traded for for Bradley Chubb. So that's going to be something that, you know, that's a big Fangio staple is getting home with four. All right. Two final things on the defensive line. Uh, any interest in bringing back Trey Flowers? Uh, he mysteriously left the, the, the field in a game where he had a sack and never was to be heard from again. Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, you know, he got hurt and I just don't think you can rely on you know, there's enough guys out there that you can throw into a to a rotation like an Isaac Rochelle or a you know a Jihad Ward or a you know somebody like that. You can just chuck into that kind of mix that that 
you know, FAO Barda, guys like that. I just don't, you know, I don't see Flowers coming back, really. I just, you know, I think he's kind of one and done. Okay. And on Melvin Ingram, it's no secret on OnlyFans, $3 a month, by the way. Um, we've been talking about it for a while. That You know, they're kind of hot on bringing him back, and he's resisted <laughs> so far. Any concern that that hasn't gotten done and that it seems like he wants to listen to see what's out there? Well, I'm not surprised. You know, it'd probably be the same for, for um, you know, a couple of the other guys who are kind of aging and, you know, but don't want to retire. Justin Houston being one of those guys. You know, you kind of look, it's the back end of the career. Ingram proved that he could still play at a high level last year. Why wouldn't you be looking at, you know, a chunkier deal and, you know, waiting around and seeing what's on the table? I don't think there's any rush for, for Melvin Ingram to get or for Justin Houston to get a deal done on the first day. That's the sort of deal that gets done in, you know, May and June, really. So I don't think there's any rush to to do that. All right. Moving on to, to linebacker, uh, Barry Jackson uh, has come out and said that the Dolphins will look to to augment their linebacking, linebacking core in free agency. Uh, it's rare that you hear something like that. We'll start here. All the all the fan favorites from you know from our listeners and Dolphin Twitter seems to be concentrating around the same big names. I don't think any of them can play anymore, by the way. But Levante David, Eric Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, we know the group. <laughs> okay. Um, you think there'll be any interest on any of those guys? I think they're all gonna be expensive. So uh, I would say absolutely not if if I'm in charge. But you have an opinion? Oh, I I think that um, I think that both um, I I think all three have still got plenty to offer. I'd much rather really? sign Bobby Wagner than I. Well, I thought Bobby Wagner was excellent last year for the Rams. He was. Think, he was. He, he had a great season last year. He was excellent. I thought he had a down year in Seattle the year before. He bounced back. He was excellent for the Rams. Um, I think David can still play. I think that you know, Kendricks was an all-pro the year before last. He's only 31. Um, and I don't think necessarily any of them can play at the level that they they have played at at their peak. But they're not, they're, you know, they're not bad. They're not bad players. I would sign Bobby Wagner before I signed Tremaine Edmonds, for example. Hmm. So to me, I... And by I the way, uh, Buffalo is letting Tremaine Edmonds test his his yeah which should tell you all that you need to know about Tremaine Edmonds you know, <laughs> yes. for months. Yes. You know beware the guy that only shows up in the final year of his contract having missed assignments having missed his fits having struggled in protection having struggled with mental breakdowns uh in terms of on-field mental breakdowns uh you know uh, yeah I mean hard hard pass on Tremaine Edmonds for me um let me bounce a name off of you what do you think of Alex Anzalone I I don't I love the player. I think he's a really good player. I don't think he he's going to break the bank. He's a two year captain. Just he just coming off of a really really good season. Played over a thousand snaps. That's something Miami will want and needs. Um, I mean, besides bringing back Alandon Roberts, but in, you know you bring in Alex Anzalone. I think that that helps the core greatly. Your thoughts on him as a player? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it happening. I'm not wedded to him either way. I think there are there are certainly linebackers, there are certainly players I'd much rather have um over him. I think he's kind of a, a middle of the field kind of guy, uh, for me personally. You know, there are certainly significant guys that I prefer in terms of, you know, someone like a David Long, someone like a Jermaine Pratt, for example, someone like a TJ Edwards, someone mm. like a Van Der Esch, um, in terms of guys that I think fit and could do a better job. But I also think there are there are players that just fit what um what this coach wants to do 
in terms of uh, you know whether that's a whether that's uh, like a TJ Edwards for example that we just talked about, but um, also throw into the mix Kaiser White for example uh, of the Eagles who obviously Fangio will know well from his time there over the last what year or so. Mm. Um, you know a guy like you know, you know where do they what do they think about because because I think. What do they want? It's light boxes, okay, that then become heavy boxes at the snap or after the snap. But that means safety work, actually. And I think you're looking at extra defensive backs and really only two linebackers on the field. Now, I could see a scenario where they got rid of Jerome Baker, whether that was by trade or whatever. I could see a scenario where they got rid of Alanda Roberts. I could also see a scenario where both came back. And I, and I certainly value Alanda Roberts an awful lot. I look at mm-hmm. a guy like Aziz Al-Shair of the 49ers, who kind of plays behind Fred Warner, plays behind... Um, uh, the other guy whose name Greg Greenlaw Greenlaw who's a really good player um, you know I could see someone like Aziz Al-Shair you know hugely intelligent uh, that's what Fangio really likes in terms of his ability to line up all over what do they think about Denzel Perryman for example you know a uh, local guy Kaiser White as I just talked about Philadelphia kid you know he's only 26 years old these are the sorts of guys these kind of thinkers these kind of you know they're the sort of guys I'd really kind of be be, be looking out for. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like Barry says, they completely sort out linebacker in free agency and ignore it in the draft. I'm not sold particularly on the on the linebackers necessarily in the draft. You know, people talk about Drew Sanders. I don't think he's a fit. Jack Campbell, obviously, he's a good player. Feels like a fit. Feels a bit like Leighton Van Der Esch. I, I think he'll probably be gone by the time Miami pick. Henry Tia Toa Toa. You know, of Alabama, is he perfect? You know, certainly intelligent, certainly good instincts, downhill guy, but, you know, it's got some limitations. But I, I think there are players out there in free agency that they are, you know, Bobby Okariki, for example, uh, of the Colts. You know, where does where, where would a guy like that fit in the mindset of of somebody like uh, of somebody like Big Fangio? So I think there are interesting players in free agency that I think Miami might hoover up to 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 bring in, you know, potentially either supplant Roberts and Baker or at least bring in some serious competition because ultimately that's not a great unit and, you know, they need some help. Yeah, and they they have, you know, they like depth there too. So they got to start thinking about, you know, what they're going to have on the back end as well as far as depth at the linebacking position because they, they have no, Long- almost nobody under contract right now. They belong in Tennessee to me is the best fit he's the best player he's a three down player he's outstanding attacking the line of scrimmage he's really good in coverage he's just had some health issues now can he get over those remains to be seen but to me he's one of the most underrated players in the nfl all right and we're gonna go to break and when we come back we're gonna talk about the secondary but first these words everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. 
After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. And we're back. All right, Simon, I look at this cornerback group, and, man, it's a bunch of never-became-anythings and some really, really, really expensive players, and then some bad fits. I love Anthony Brown as a player from from Dallas, but he's, you know, how many slot guys are we going to have on this team, right? So so he's not a fit. And then you have other guys like Mike Hughes, Artie Burns. These are like never was or okay players. Like I don't see what's the, what's, you know, what would be the use as far as this, this cornerback class in free agency other than, just augmenting what we already have, I think they run they run it back with with Kitakohu on the boundary. Uh, what do you think? Because I don't like this group. This is the most important area of this team, right? Uh, in terms of defense, you know, pass rush obviously very important. But in terms of what Fangio wants to do on the back end is vitally important. Okay, now we have a number of really good players uh, on the roster, whether that's Howard, whether that's um, Nick Needham, whether that's uh, Brandon Jones, whether that's uh, Javon Holland, et cetera, et cetera, right? But a significant portion of those players, Jones, uh, Trill Williams, uh, who else? Um, Nick Needham are all coming mm. back from fairly significant movement injuries. And by movement injuries, I mean ACLs or Achilles, you know, the mm. kind of the, the absolute worst injuries for a quick twitch, fast changing direction movement player. Now, what Fangio likes to do, and we talked about it with linebackers, is play coverage on the back end. It's much more zone than it has been over the last few years. There can be some zone man, man match, all of those sorts of things, you know, uh, and different cover schemes that we'll get to, whether that's cover three, cover four, cover six, whatever it is, okay? Um, what they like to do is rotate coverages at the or after the snap. Safety play is hugely important. We've obviously played a lot of single high with Javon Holland. We've obviously played a lot of situations where Javon Holland has had to cover for Kade Kohu, um, who's a, who's okay. He's you know, but people talking him up as though we don't have to worry about the cornerback position because Kade Kohu is like, you know, when you look at the tape and you look at actually how he was helped out, limitation wise, you know, he's a solid player. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? People talking about you know Kohu's better than Byron Jones. That that's not true on any level. Katie Kohu was an undrafted free agent for a reason. He was yes. a solid, he's a solid tackler. He's a solid guy that you keep on the on the field, right? Is, is he a guy you want starting on the boundary corner in the NFL when you have to play against Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Quincy and uh, the Will Scarrett Wilson at, uh, at the Jets and uh, and these guys? Is that the guy that you want? The answer is absolutely not. The answer is absolutely not. Now, does that come in for agency or does that come in the draft? And the draft is obviously extremely strong, extremely deep at corner, whether that's you know at the top of the board with Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr. and Cam Smith and, and Keely Ringo and kind of coming down the list and Emmanuel Forbes and the Banks kid at Maryland and, and Eli Ricks and, 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 those, and Tyreek Stevenson and Clark Phillips and these guys. It's really, really deep, okay? Uh, and, and, and that's good news for Miami. Now, 
I think that the Dolphins financially are, are obviously in a bit of a bind. That you know they're currently still over the cap despite the um despite the deal they're able to do today to free up fourteen and a half million pounds from Bradley Chubb. To me, the single best player in free agency in terms of the perfect fit for the Miami Dolphins is Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Okay, the sort of safety nickel slot hybrid who can do so many things. You know, it's very rare that you can get a safety who can play nickel, who can carry a receiver down the field, which is what he does. He can come you know, high to low, uh, inside out in terms of how he plays coverage. He's physical. He's a hitter. You know, he's a proper hitter. Now, there are clearly some off-the-field issues. There were some off-the-field issues at Florida. There were, off, there were on and off-the-field issues at, at, at New Orleans, so the, the multiple fights that he had. Um, and it's instructive that Philadelphia, despite trading for him, Philadelphia are not at this stage looking to retain him. They certainly didn't tag him. After having a monster year too. After having a massive year. You know, he's one of the best players in the league, uh, defensive players in the league, uh, unquestionably. So people have talked about Jordan Poyer and Jordan Poyer has made it very clear that he wants to come to Miami. I think Jordan Poyer is a terrific player, but he is an aging player. He's a player that's had injuries. Mm. Um, you know, he is a player that can you rely on Jordan Poyer to play 16, 17, 20 games a season? He and Mike Hyde to me were the best two for two or three years, the best two safety, the best safety combo in the league. Now, to me, I would be spending my money on Chauncey Gardner Johnson because you can do so much with him. Now, that does mean that potentially Kohu and or Needham, either one is a backup at the slot or one has to play outside. The, yeah. the other thing, and you've talked about it, the other thing is, you know, in terms of cornerback, do I like this group? No, not necessarily. Do I think there are players in this group who are really good players? Yes, absolutely. But you expensive. Know, <laughs> but expensive, but good players. You know, is Marcus Peters a good player? Yes, but he's 30. Is James Bradbury a good player? Yes, but he's 29 and a half. Is Jonathan Jones a good player? He's a very, very good player. Him and Bradbury. Jamel Dean is a good player, but he's gonna he's gonna get Byron Jones's money. <laughs> Jamel, Jamel Dean's gonna get an awful lot of money. Okay. But there are guys in this class, like a Carl Fuller, for example, who has yeah. played with who has played under Fangio. There's a kid like Isaiah Oliver at Atlanta who's developing into a, a, a really solid player. Rocky Yassin has never been the player that the Colts thought he was going to get, that he was going to be when they drafted him in the second round, but he can play. Sean Murphy Bunting has had injuries, but when he plays and he's healthy, he's a really good player, the, the Tampa Bay corner. You know, there are players, for example, that Mike will know, Mike McDaniel will know, who are at the 49ers. Now, you know, you'd say if he was healthy, Jason Verrett would be absolutely perfect. But obviously, he's never been able to stay healthy and he's had you mm. know, multiple ACLs. But, you know, go and look at a guy like Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, Emmanuel Mosley's 26. This is a really good player. You know, he can he can absolutely play corner for you. Um, You know, so I do think there are players out there who fit the scheme of what they want to do. Bryce Callahan, a guy that you like. You know, there's a guy that can, you know, a guy that can play corner in this defense. Mm -hmm. um, I look at a guy like... um. It was the kid that plays for Buffalo, whose name completely escapes me. Um, Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson. You know, Dane Jackson can play corner. He can certainly play in this scheme. I, I look at another guy, Amani Oroarie, uh, second round pick out of Penn State with the Detroit Lions. Took a bit of time to 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 come to the table. Yeah, he he has he's had an odd career. Sorry to interrupt you, but in 2021, had a a great season by any measure. Six picks, he great season. He was awful this past season. Yeah. But they what changed happened? the scheme, you see. They changed the scheme to suit Jeff Okuda because it wasn't mm -hmm. working for Okuda. Uh, but the new scheme doesn't work for Oroarie. Um, now, I think you put Oroarie back in the scheme that he was in in 2021 where he had six picks and played a, you know, a, a Pro Bowl plus level, which was, uh, by the way, was, you know, a scheme not dissimilar to the one that Vic Fangio runs. And I think mm -hmm. you, you get a good player. That's a guy 
I think in Aruarie, Aruarie, who you look at and think, you know, it's not going to be expensive, but you know, there's definitely some. Yeah, you know, I don't want to use the word reclamation project, but there's definitely some reclamation that you could, you could absolutely do there. You know, and then uh, safety, they're obviously going to bring another safety. Jesse Bates, no, elite safety, kind of out of range. Jordan Poirier on a one-year deal, maybe. Jimmy Ward, kind of perfect. McDaniel knows mm-hmm. him really well. You know, McCourty's retiring. Adrian Amos has uh, played in Chicago under uh, under Vic Fangio. He didn't, hasn't had the greatest year. You know, Von Bell, Von Bell's a really good player. Plays the Bengals. He's the sort of, you know, it allows... Holland to play on the uh, on the periphery of the you know uh, the secondary in terms of just roaming about as that kind of pure free safety. Mm. Von Bell stepping up, running the alley, you know, playing in the box, all the things that Fangio loves to do, you know, late in terms of his ability to to move people around. So there are also say Kareem Jackson, you know, he's thirty four, nearly thirty five, but again, he's a guy that 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 knows. Vic Fangio knows the scheme, knows the system. You know, Ronnie Harrison, again, a guy that can come down into the box. And Nazir Adderley, a guy that you've talked about, Taylor Rapp, Juan Thornhill. I think Thornhill will probably be, you know, financially out of reach. But, you know, there are certainly players there. Deshaun Elliott uh, of Detroit, you know, players. Julian Love is really, really interesting, but he could be extremely expensive. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you look at, I'm just looking now at market value at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So, you know, Spot track talk about 13.3 million annual salary. So five years, 66 million. You know, that's the kind of deal that you're looking for. But a guy who can be elite in this defense, who was elite last year, Julian Love, who was obviously drafted as a mm. corner, moved to free safety. They reckon five years, 39.8. So five years, 40 million. So, you know, cheaper. But, you know, I would pay the money for Gardner Johnson because of what he can do, what he can bring, where you can play him, how you can move him around. But it will be very interesting to see what Miami do. And there are cuts coming, obviously, um, in terms of uh, not cuts, restructures coming in terms of, you know, there's a handful of players, whether that's Armstead, Hill, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that they can re-Ogba, that they can restructure, move money around and be in a position to bring some guys in. But if I'm Vic Fangio, and I think, like I said, it will be instructive. If I'm Vic Fangio and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was as impressive to Vic Fangio as he was to, to me, for example, you just think he's just the perfect fit for that scheme. Isaiah Oliver is a guy that I'd keep an eye on as well. I think he's a very interesting player, kid under the radar Atlanta, just developing into, you know, young upside, just about to sort of bump into his prime. Um, I think, yeah, just just good players. And, and the thing about Gardner Johnson, the thing about uh, Jordan Poyer is that they get their hands on the football. I mean, obviously Gardner Johnson led the league in, in interceptions this year uh, with six. I think Jordan Poyer had five maybe four uh this year so you know these are guys that can you know help turn the ball over and that's what you need get the ball back for the offense keep scoring keep scoring so yeah i think um to me chauncey garner johnson would be the guy that i would be absolutely uh targeting uh, above all else in free agency offense and defense because of what he can do in the scheme but then you have to know what the issues are off the field yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting thing, right? Like his issues, there's nothing with, wrong with him on the field. It's something that's that's going on where he can't stick anywhere he goes, and he he plays better and better everywhere he goes. But nobody wants to keep him, so you know he's obviously has some type of off the field issue. Uh, probably his attitude. He's a head case. He's an absolute head case. Okay, it's right. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. It's probably how he interacts with it with his teammates as well. Um, yeah, I would. One thing I would look for look, Brandon Jones. Uh, I understand he's coming off of a, a serious injury. He looks, first of all, he's a young guy, 
really good shape. And he looks to be ready for training camp. Uh, Nick Needham, we don't know. Okay, that's that's a, a little bit murky right now. He's also a free agent. But I do expect Brandon Jones to be back and be just as effective as he was before. He's a young guy. He's going to be a box safety. They're going to play a lot of big nickel. I would look for a guy that's going to play off of the hash. And, man, I there's something to be said for a guy that really wants to be here and was an effective player as late as a couple of months ago, okay? So I would look for Jordan Poyer, and, and I really do think that Jordan Poyer is probably in play because I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be prohibitive as far as dollars. I think he's going to want a lot of money, and I think he's going to get a lot of money. Um, I I really do believe that that's that's where they're going to go with with this. They're going to try to get their their bang for their buck on a short two-year deal, and I think it'll work out. Uh, Jordan Parr is a good player, a good teammate, a captain on the Bills. Kind of a perfect fit. You agree? Yeah, I mean, he's a, you know, you're not going to get any complaints from me over um, over bringing in Jordan Poyer. And if Chauncey Garner-Johnson uh, financially puts himself out of the market, then, then you know, Poyer is a guy that I absolutely would be thrilled to bring in on the back end. You know, brings all sorts of things that you want. Leadership, uh, great player, ability to go after the ball as a hitter. He understands coverages. Um, and I think he'd be a perfect scheme fit. So, yeah, no, you'd hear no complaints from me, but I would, you know, like I said, to me, Gardner Johnson is the guy, but, uh, you know, you couldn't be unhappy with them. Um, you couldn't be unhappy bringing in Poya. All right. And on the way out, um, I don't think that we need to go any much, any further with just sliding over a contract that Thomas Morse said and telling him, come over here one more season. Right. Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, last year, I thought it was a, apparently it was great in the locker room, like genuinely great in the locker room. You know, bringing those vast years of experience, he held cookouts that you know a lot of players, not just special teams guys. You know, it wasn't just Blake Ferguson and the kicker that turned up. You know, defensive guys. Um, I think he was really well liked. Um, you know, and there, there are some good there are some good punters in this draft, uh, especially like the kid out of Rutgers whose name was Adam Corsack. I think his name is. Um, some good punters in this draft, but uh, if Morstead, you know, can deliver the same year that he delivered for us last year, I, I'd absolutely be all over him because directional punting was excellent. Um, I thought his ability to down the ball or kick it out of bounds close to the goal line was excellent. Uh, you know, power down the field, you know, booming punts, those sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know. I yeah, and I wouldn't be concerned with the 37, you know, he's 37 years old, but he keeps himself in fantastic shape. Yeah, he's so, in great shape. He's in and great we don't shape. want to punt anyway. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, all right. The next, the next time we talk to you, we will have names and it'll be the tampering period because next Monday, the 13th is the tampering period. The 15th is when guys can sign. So we will have names and we can start talking about what actually is happening, but that's it. You could get all of our free agent episodes. We did three of them. We did a free agency primer. We did an offensive preview. Uh, Chris and I did one, and this is, of course, the defensive preview. You can get all of them on our feed. Go get it. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.